I must say, better than expected, but that really isn't saying too much. I was going in fully expecting this to be a pile of flaming garbage. However, I found myself really enjoying the movie at times. There were other times where it crashed and burned as well, so it sort of oscillated between the two. Parts felt inspired, well-crafted, and engaging. Others felt like they were checking boxes on some sort of requirement sheet. And the third category was scenes that were poorly paced or edited, and had most of the life sucked out of them because of it. Things like not lingering on a shot long enough to let a moment breathe, or just cutting away instantly, really pulled me out of the movie at times. The color grading that made it look like a sorority's trip to the Caribbean at certain points was also not exactly ideal, but that might be nitpicky. I mentioned in my previous review that I was afraid this movie would be more of a product than a piece of art, and it certainly felt that way at times. I could feel the studio mandates any time a pop song was thrown in for the sake of giving more energy to a brief segment of the movie. If you don't think that's a real thing, I assure you it is, and I know Sony has done it before because it is exactly what they did in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield. There were just so many pop songs in the movie for no reason, it became very distracting. Not everything needs to be Guardians of the Galaxy with its own soundtrack of songs. I could also feel the producer overreach and checklisted items they surely handed to the people whenever there was an unnecessary tie-in to one of the four games, despite only adapting a single movie's plotline. Yes, Uncharted, for those unfamiliar with the brand, is a video game adaptation. The video games themselves were critically and financially successful, the last one incredibly so. Their sort of brand is giving the player the experience of playing as the person you see in a Hollywood blockbuster, going through all these crazy set pieces. They have an incredible sense of scale and imagination and are amazingly detailed. Nathan Drake has destroyed countless ancient cities and survived the wreckage of nearly every form of transportation imaginable. Planes, trains, cars, cruise ships, trucks, bikes, you name it. Part of why I was so invested in these games when I was younger is because of how spectacular these set pieces looked and how immersive it was to experience and survive them. So in a way, Uncharted is the perfect sort of video game to adapt into a movie, since it is practically a movie you play already. That said, Sony apparently did not get the memo there. What could have been a surefire franchise in a genre sorely lacking in any sort of content recently turned into a middling movie that will likely be financially successful because of its star power and visual effects, but not much else. It is unlikely to have serious longevity unless it can become a sort of adventure movie version of The Fast and Furious, and I think Uncharted games probably deserve better treatment than turning into that kind of movie. Before I complain endlessly, I would like to take a moment to recognize some of the better parts of the movie. There are a surprising amount of them. First, the opening of the movie is surprising and tense, with some creative camera work and a fun action set piece to kick the movie off. It is a nice sort of in-medius ray, cold open, that the Uncharted games typically execute so well. Beyond that, Tom Holland turns in a surprisingly strong performance as Nathan Drake. He's likable, a smartass, and not too cool to play the character true to his source material, which is a guy who doesn't know what he's doing as often as he does know what he's doing. He does take some time to sort of separate himself from his Spider-Man personality, but he never fully shakes it off, though I did find myself buying into the character roughly 20 minutes into the movie. The part of Chloe Frazier was also really well played by Sophia Ali. Chloe was perhaps the most interesting character of the movie, and despite not getting as much time to flesh herself out as the other leads, proves to be probably the best cast role in the film. Tati Gabriel is also solid in her role, playing one of the main antagonists, Joe Braddock. The other antagonist, Moncado, was hammed up to a really nice degree by Antonio Banderas, though slightly lackluster. No one really got a ton to work with, but these four carved out their niche and made me appreciate their characters in the film, when most other actors probably would not have been able to elevate the material they were working with such as Mark Wahlberg, but more on that black hole of screen presence later. The set pieces were also well done and engaging. You have your classic puzzle solving in the adventure movie, a miniature heist gone wrong, ridiculous flying pirate ships, and of course the plane sequence, which was my personal marquee item. 
Each one is shot in engaging ways, and the action feels like it hits. I found myself actually wincing many times through the movie because of some brutal stunt work, so props to the stunt team. Nate gets his ass kicked throughout the film, it's fun to watch, and Tom Holland is able to sell it very well. The best part of this movie, in my mind, is the plane sequence specifically. It's quite surprising that during this massive set piece is when most of the characters get the best material to work with. Nate gets the closest thing to having an arc here when his emotions get the better of him and kick off this entire catastrophe. This worked and made it feel like Nate had real agency as well as his decisions having consequences. There were also some serious character moments surrounding the sequence for Chloe, Braddock, and Moncado as well. Overall, the absurdity of the cargo plane stunt worked well for me because the moments leading up to it all felt true to these characters. In turn, that made me invested in each decision they made. Even if those decisions led to them hanging onto a supply crate dangling out of a plane thousands of feet above the ocean. This is Uncharted at its best, and the closest it gets to staying true to its source material while embracing what makes movies special. They have characters we cannot control making decisions that we understand and changing because of the consequences of those decisions. You know, except the consequences are falling out of a plane. Again, props to the stunt team and to Tom Holland specifically for what seemed like serious dedication to the role here. He seemed to be having fun with it. Finally, I think the movie found a good balance of delivering fan service for those familiar with the games while also not letting callbacks be a major part of the movie or be at all distracting. There's a really cool cameo about two-thirds of the way through, a nice little nod to Nate's signature gun holster where he wears it on his shoulders, and some cool moments where the Uncharted theme music from the games play. But otherwise, the movie stays independent and doesn't get too caught up in itself and becoming a copy of the games. Now, unfortunately, onto the bad. While I understand it is sort of a miracle every time a good movie gets made, considering the hundreds of people, thousands of hours, and millions of dollars that go into them, this was not one of those times. From my eye, most of what is wrong with the movie can likely stem from those in charge of producing it not truly understanding the characters, and core issues with the writing of the script, along with the strange editing choices that were just jarring at times. Before I begin, I would like to share this tweet from the user at the quiver underscore that reads, you wanna know how I know the people behind Uncharted the movie don't understand Uncharted? In the film, they treat the name Drake as if it's Nate's biological last name, which it isn't. Sam and Nate choose that name when they leave the orphanage, choosing to be Sir Francis Drake's heirs. So props to this guy or girl, I guess. I feel as if that sums up one of my biggest complaints this moment where we sort of learn that Drake is their actual biological name takes a lot of agency away from the main character. Adventure and a desire for greatness and glory are not something that Nate chooses in this movie. It's just there. It would have been much more endearing to have a scene with young Nate and his brother Sam choosing the name Drake, maybe when they see the amazing things accomplished by historical adventurers. They want to be like those accomplished individuals instead of just being the two orphan brothers that they are. That is a motivated character choice that can inspire the rest of Nate's life, wanting to earn that name he gave himself, to prove himself worthy of it, and achieve greatness on his own. Instead, we get something else. A main character who tags along with Mark Wahlberg to find his long-lost brother, but never really tries to find him very hard, and didn't really expect to find him anyway. And also, when he learns he won't find him, just sort of keeps on going anyway. Though they do try to handle that with some sort of grace, with Nate wanting to do one last thing as an honor to his brother and a way to remember him. Again, could have been an interesting turning point for the character had he had a more fleshed out motivation or arc to begin with. But, instead we get a studio mandated, useless montage with a pop song over it. Cool. Great work, team. While on the subject of missed opportunities, I would like to discuss how the movie does not even adapt the two main themes of the game it most closely resembles. Themes that were literally perfect for the script that they already had written betrayal and the cost of treasures, as well as the need for greatness and self-worth via accomplishment. I mentioned the greatness and self-worth with Nate being an arc that just didn't exist, 
but the first one was an even more obvious swing and a miss. The entire movie and its character dynamics are predicated on the fact that no one can trust each other, which nearly reaches the point of character assassination, by the way, but more on that later. So in instead of having an undercurrent in the climax of greed and betrayal that always leads to a hollow destruction, the movie completely drops the idea at the start of the third act. There's this constant idea of greed and everyone wanting to get what is theirs, only to get completely abandoned. There is no exploration of that as they draw nearer and nearer to discover billions of dollars worth of gold. Uncharted 4, however, the game, gives the characters reflections of themselves. Historical keepers of the gold fall into the same patterns of greedy betrayal and backstabbing in hopes of keeping the gold. Literal skeletons haunting the treasures that led them to this were unable to be better back then. It makes the game's characters recognize the behavior of these historical people that they see themselves emulating, and make them make a better choice if they continue down that path. Uncharted the movie just says, Heh <laughs> shiny coins, money. Huge missed opportunity that was literally spelled out for you in the source material, as well as set up in the first half of your movie. I mean, how much more satisfying would it be if the villains are set up for failure because of their own greedy tendencies? The tendencies that Nate and his allies learn are not worth pursuing. Nope, shiny coin instead. Another egregious part of the movie is Mark Wahlberg, who is literally just being himself in the entire thing. Though he is the only one who gets to have an actual arc in the movie, Mark takes the decent material he gets and simply does absolutely nothing with it, at times actively impeding his better lines or moments because he has no ability to act. He is just being himself for two hours, except he is not charismatic, charming, or otherwise endearing, the way similar actors of his caliber, like Ryan Reynolds or The Rock are. The performance put on by Marky Mark is completely encapsulated in a post-credit scene where he reveals his character, Sully, has a mustache. This mustache is something that is literally just a basic part of the character. So it is fitting that Mark is incredibly proud of taking two hours to do the absolute bare minimum, and further expects praise for doing a shitty version of his job. I have to assume that he is sort of like a dead, vacuous weight in the movie, and any time Tom Holland was actually trying to perform the character of Nathan Drake, Marky Mark would simply suck out any believability or immersion in the scene that was being provided through the serious efforts of everyone else. Literally get a middle-aged dad off the street to play this role, and it would have been miles better. At least the mystery guy would have been able to attempt to commit to the role, and would have not been a walking reminder that I am watching a movie with a bad actor in it. If Marky Mark was someone who destroyed the workable material he was given, the rest of the cast was simply not given very much material to work with. Everyone is broadly characterized by various shades of, you can't trust anyone in this treasure hunting business, you have to look out for yourself, and expect to always be double-crossed. Nate is working to be the exception to this rule, keeping his own code and morals along the way. It's part of what makes Tom Holland's performance believable and likable, as it encapsulates most of the uniqueness of his character. He seems to be the only truly decent person among the ensemble. Everyone else, as I mentioned, essentially has their ability to be likable completely destroyed every 15 minutes. When I tell you these people literally cannot pass up an opportunity to be an asshole and try to betray one another, I am not joking. Half of the movie was spent with me actually wondering if Nate had any real allies in his story. The characters he typically works with were often made to make such terrible choices, I thought surely there was no way they could ever resemble the people that he eventually cooperates with and trusts. I was not even sure why Sully was in the movie, as he seemed to only want Nate around to have someone to be a complete dick to. Sure, you can have the main heroes work against one another and occasionally betray one another, as it comes with the territory of a treasure hunter, but you need to also make sure these people are likable as well, and have opportunities for the redemptions, along with the betrayals. No one really gets that, save for Sully at the end. And even then, it's still Mark Wahlberg, so he's still awful to me anyway. 
The entirety of the character arcs in this movie are a literal throwaway moment, as Marky Mark needs to decide to abandon his treasure, not being a total asshole for an entire one minute. Overall, I believe most of this comes down to Uncharted being a movie by committee. There are certainly strong moments, earned sequences, and the makings of a good Uncharted film somewhere within the corpse of this story. And there are a lot of people who worked hard to resurrect that corpse, and for that I commend them. But when your adaptation has been in development for around a decade now, you've been bound to go through dozens and dozens of rewrites, thousands of notes from producers, and at least six different directors by my count. So what do you really expect? Required changes from those who don't understand the story or the characters they're working with, or what makes something as complicated as a movie work on a fundamental level, are all bound to add up and ruin what could have been something interesting or possibly special. But those people are the ones who pay the bills, so they call the shots. Unfortunately, money rarely equates to understanding. So you get a half-baked movie that was dead on arrival, only to be partially resuscitated by the hard work from some of the main cast and those really invested in the project. Now, this is the harshest I have ever been in one of my reviews, and it's easy to be an armchair critic, so I'm going to challenge myself to fix the movie. I will keep the same general plotline and beats that I assume the studio wanted to hit along the way, but I will change sequences around and decisions to make, hopefully, a better movie. So what I'm going to describe is no longer Uncharted, the 2022 movie starring Tom Holland and Marky Mark. It is now Charted, the 2022 idea starring Tom Holland and Please Anyone Else. Except that is going to come in the next part of this review, since this is just a review. Stay tuned, where I turn Uncharted from a 2 out of 5 fun, passable adventure movie into a hopefully 3.5 out of 5 adventure movie that is fun and actually has something to say. So, see you then.